Hello everyone, I'm Harrison. And I'm Rachel. This week we're talking about our baby moon in Wilmington, North Carolina. So stay tuned and join us on our journey to meet Meet baby Baby H. So some of you may be thinking, what exactly is a baby moon? And it's basically just a last trip with you and your partner before your baby arrives. They've really grown in popularity over the last couple years. Most doctors are going to tell you that the best time to travel throughout your entire pregnancy is during the second trimester. So when we took this trip, Rachel was 22 and 23 weeks pregnant. I think that we picked a pretty good time to go because I definitely was looking pregnant, but wasn't super uncomfortable. So we're going to talk about some of the tips that we learned about traveling while pregnant. And we also have another trip coming up where we will be implementing some of these things that we learned and we can share with you more then. So let's get started. The first part of every trip is getting to your destination. And for us, we were driving to Wilmington. So we had about a nine and a half hour drive. It's not new for us to take a drive this long, and we don't really mind taking that long of a drive at the beginning of a trip. We have found that the best plan for us is to leave really early in the morning so that when we get there, we can still do a couple of other things so we haven't burnt the entire day. You can fly while pregnant up until 36 weeks, or if you're high risk, it might be different. But really, it came down to money for us. It is a lot of money to fly and we just like to have our car with us in case we need to go run to the store or do something that is a little bit farther away. We also have a little bit more control over when we stop and when we leave. So we left at 4.15 in the morning and we both slept horrible the night before. That's pretty typical for us. I don't know if it's excitement for the vacation, but usually the night before vacation, neither of us sleep very well. And that usually works out because then once you're in the car, you just pass out. So usually when we take a long drive, I will start driving first. And I decided to just put on compression socks at the beginning of that drive because I was reading that it kind of helps with circulation or blood not pooling in your legs when you're sitting down for such a long time. Rachel usually starts all of our drives first, but what this allowed us to do was keep her busy in that first large chunk that we take, knowing that in the second one she'll be able to nap, so we might be able to get further in the second chunk of driving, and that worked out perfect for us. Yeah, so Harrison got a little nap in while I was driving about two and a half hours, and then we switched, and I took a little nap and he drove about three hours. Something weird that happened is when I was laying down, after about an hour, I woke up and felt like blood was really pooling in my thighs. And so I just switched over to the other side, and then again, after an hour, it happened again. I had the exact same feeling, woke up, and at that point, I just decided to stretch my legs in the back seat and talk to Harrison, and we were able to make it another really long stretch. We think that Rachel was feeling this blood pooling because our back seat kind of has a little bit of a hump in the middle, right about at Rachel's knees, the way she was laying down. So it could have caused that, but just switching sides made it easy. And Rachel took her body pillow with her. So she was able to kind of make the back seat a little flatter for her, which I think helped. Yeah. 
We had planned two and a half hours worth of stops, and by the time we were six hours into the drive, we had only used 15 minutes worth of that time. This is really typical for us. We will plan much more stops than we actually think we need, but this trip, it was way worse. We planned a five-minute stop every single hour. Like, if that's what happened, we knew we were going to still be on time, and Because Rachel fell asleep in that three-hour chunk, we did not need to take nearly as many stops, so we ended up at our place way earlier than we could check in. Yeah, and we decided that we should stop for a sit-down lunch because we had a lot of time to waste. And I was wearing this shirt that says Hello Baby on it, and this sweet old man in the restaurant came up and told me a story about when his daughter was pregnant and she would talk to the baby and that baby ended up being really smart. It was really sweet, but Harrison was a little uncomfortable. He was a really sweet guy and he had a really cool story to tell. And I'm glad that he came up to us and had that conversation. But I just really don't like talking to strangers. And if it was me, I never would wear this shirt again. And it amazes me that Rachel still wears it out and about. (laughs) Yeah. So we got to our Airbnb very early and decided that we would just walk down by the river until it was time for us to check in. One of the reasons we chose Wilmington is because it would give us more of a chill vacation than what we usually take, and a lot of stuff is within walking distance. Because we were there early, we were able just to walk up and down the river and see what all was around us, and I really enjoyed getting to see the city a little before we actually were doing things. Yeah. And once we were able to get checked in, we took a little nap, obviously, because we had been up since four in the morning and then got dinner at this place called Fat Tony's, which was a priority on my list because they had funnel cake fries. Rachel had been talking about Fat Tony's for probably a week because they had funnel cake fries and mac and cheese bites. And if they've got mac and cheese bites, she already wants to go. But funnel cake fries were just icing on the cake. It was amazing. The next day was one of our most packed days, and it started out by going to the aquarium. We got there right when they opened, and we had a really good time while we were there, but we planned way more time than we actually needed. On their website, they recommended that you spend three hours there, and Harrison really likes to take pictures in these places, and so I gave us five hours. It was a really good aquarium. They had a lot of very interesting things. And we talked a lot about how much fun it's going to be to go through aquariums with a kid in the future and just dreamed about that a little bit. But we did not realize that this place had already been very generous with their time on how long it would take to get through the aquarium. So then when we were even more generous, we ended up with like this huge pocket of time. So we're able to chill a little bit more and we took some videos while we're at the aquarium. Yeah. We also checked out this place called the Fort Fisher State Historic Site. And it has a memorial statue for people that fought in the Civil War. And then there is a second part of it that is one of the actual forts that was built during that time. It's really interesting to go through the Civil War history because we have documentation about what was the plan on both sides. And not every war is like that. 
So you can kind of see things from both perspectives in this battle and how it really went down. But the most interesting part of a lot of the historical things for us is just seeing how people lived and that that was their day to day. What was really interesting is they had this map displayed of this is what the people at the fort were planning on doing as their counterattack. But little did they know, this is what their attackers were planning on doing. So that was kind of interesting that you can see, oh, like that's not going to work out. But obviously they didn't know that at the time. We decided to get lunch at a brewery, which you may be thinking is a little strange for a pregnant lady. But cocktails is something that Harrison and I really enjoy trying together. And I don't want him to not be able to drink alcohol right now just because I'm pregnant. I just have the stipulation that if he's going to get a cocktail, then I can get a mocktail. Everywhere we go, we normally find nicer restaurants that has local cocktails that we can try. And we just enjoy trying the different drinks that are made in those areas. But it is an interesting challenge because Rachel is pregnant that a lot of places don't do mocktails. There are plenty of bars out there that do them, but we've had to find some creative alternatives at these restaurants that don't do drinks for Rachel. And the food during this entire trip really made up for that. Like we had a lot of good food and that's really what you want on a baby moon kind of trip. Whenever we go and get cocktails for Rachel, the go-to is a Moscow mule, a virgin Moscow mule. So most places are able to do this because the substitution for vodka is water. So your bartender just needs to put in the same amount of water as they would vodka and if the bartender doesn't already know that, it's a very easy thing to explain. We also took a little tour around historic Wilmington later in the day, and that was by a horse-drawn carriage. So that was kind of cool to be in this kind of historic mode of transportation going through the historic district. You're on this trolley that could have 20 to 30 people, and there's this tour guide that walks you through the entire town and tells you a lot of history about how the town was founded, but also how it's gotten to where it is today. And we really enjoyed it, and it was very interesting, and it was nice to know more about the town we were staying in, but also that this company that does the tours is trying to save horses to do their tours. They're very open about how many horses they have and that they prioritize their horses getting more time off than time that they are working. And in most cases, they're rescuing these horses from situations where they would be working 24 hours a day. I think the tour guide said they have like 30 horses and they need two of them that go all day and they run six days a week. And the horses actually really enjoy giving these tours. The tour guide kept telling us that this one horse that was pulling the trolley that day, he hates standing still. So whenever they're like getting their break time between tours, he's like clomping his hooves like he's ready to go. <laughs> that night we went to a place called Michael's for dinner. It wasn't quite the environment that we were hoping for, but the food was really good. And when Harrison and I go anywhere to eat, we always have to decide, is this an appetizer kind of meal or is this an entree kind of meal? Lately, it has been both. Rachel has been much more hungry, but has wanted a wider variety of foods. So she really, really wanted this jumbo pretzel 
but she also wanted the chocolate cake for dessert. But I felt like we had just ate appetizers that were very similar to this place, so I really wanted a meal. So we compromised and got everything. We had our jumbo pretzel, Harrison had his entree meal, and we also had some dessert. And all of it was very, very good. I do not regret this decision to just get everything. (laughs) That next morning, it was kind of raining a little bit, so we decided to tour a historic house since we would be mostly inside. The house has been there since Wilmington was founded. It actually originally started as a jail, and then as the town grew, the person that was in charge of Wilmington ended up building a business building on top of it, which later got turned into a house. So this place is really large for a historic house. I think it was five stories. And the tour guide was very fascinating, and you could tell he loved his job. He actually said at the beginning of all of this, he says, the tour is supposed to take 45 minutes, but I just cannot do it. And he was from Long Island, so you have to imagine that accent and that personality. It just was a really fun time. But once we got up to about the third floor... I was really starting to not feel good. I had told Harrison that I really needed to drink some water. And so while everyone else was walking up the stairs, I took a quick swig. But he was like, I don't know if we're allowed to have water in here because like everything in this home is original flooring, walls, furniture, all very delicate. And so we just didn't know. So I just took a little sip and we walked up the stairs. It was very hot in this house. They had their thermostat set to... 72 degrees, which tells you a little bit about the South, I think, if that is AC. But my eyes kind of started to black out. I was losing my hearing a little bit. And eventually I was grabbing onto Harrison and just saying, like, I am not feeling good. I was really enjoying the tour. And I think Rachel was too. And I did not want to leave at all. But there were still two more stories left in this house. And even I could feel that when we went from the second floor to the third floor, that it was getting hot. I was getting tired of standing there. So we just needed to leave. And we ended up just walking out. We didn't stop the tour guide or anything. We just kind of snuck out the back of the house. And I went to the front desk and was just telling him, like, we had to leave because Rachel wasn't feeling well. So when the tour guide is saying, like, there were two people that left and I have no clue where they are in this house. Can you help me find them? He could at least let them know that we were gone. This seems to be a theme with me that when I am overheated and standing still, I tend to almost pass out. I'm getting pretty good at catching it before it actually happens. So I haven't actually lost consciousness yet, but it has gotten very close to like losing my eyesight and hearing. And so I read a little bit that this is very common for pregnant women that standing still or being warm is more difficult than walking around. I think that part of that has to come from what your mind can think about. If you're just standing there and you're not feeling well, you tend to think about how you're not feeling well, which I feel like makes it worse. And moving around might just make it a little easier, but it also could be because as you move around, your blood is moving a little more, so that could be the cause too. What we found, though, is that the easiest way to make this go away for Rachel is to drink some water and eat some food. 
Unfortunately, we did not repack our snack in my bag before we left, so we didn't have any food with us, and we needed to go all the way back to our bed and breakfast before we could get any food. And sitting down, too, like not locking your knees, or maybe if I would have kept moving a little bit more while we were just standing there instead of literally just standing there. But I didn't know this had never happened outside of the shower, so it really was kind of a scary thing, and now we know for our future trip that we're not going to let this happen again. After we made it back to the bed and breakfast and Rachel was feeling better, we decided that we were going to go get lunch and go putt-putt golfing. We were planning on going to the beach, but we decided against it because Rachel wasn't feeling well and sitting in the sun probably was not the best option. There really wasn't anybody at this putt-putt facility, which is very nice. We kind of just got to take our time going through it, had a good time. It did start raining while we were playing the game, which, you know, it just happens, and we were rolling with it and having a good time. This place also had go-karts, and I love go-karts. I really wanted to do them, but it's not recommended during pregnancy because if you get hit, it's very similar to a bumper car, which could cause a placental disruption or something that you really just want to avoid. We definitely thought about it really hard about whether we were going to do go-karts or not. And ultimately, we decided there's too much of a chance that something's not going to go well and Rachel's already not feeling well, so we should just not try our luck. So we stuck with putt-putt. And for all of you that are very curious about who won, Rachel won. Somehow... Harrison was just not having a lucky streak that day, but it was a needed win for me. <laughs> I enjoy putt-putt, but I am very bad at it. So Rachel normally wins by like a couple of strokes, and really we just go to have a good time, and we're both looking forward to that day that we can take our kid putt-putt golfing and watch them smack the ball so hard it goes right into the pond. <laughs> Later that night, we already had plans to go on this sunset cruise, which is really, there was no food involved. It was just kind of sitting and chilling. There were drinks available, which I got a virgin strawberry daiquiri and Harrison got... I just got Maker's Mark. Oh, boring. <laughs> it was good. But you really like fruity drinks and it was a frozen strawberry daiquiri with whipped cream. So I think it was everything you wanted. Yeah. And that was nice just to kind of be on the boat for an hour and a half. We got to talk, you know, it was really pretty with the sun setting. And so that was just a nice evening. The next day we slept in, we decided that we had earned it and we really needed to take a long nap. So we woke up at like nine. <laughs> it seems like whenever we're on vacation, we always wake up early, no matter what it is. And I don't know why, but at home... On a weekend, it feels like it's a drag to wake up at 9 o'clock. But at vacation, we're always like up and ready to go. Yeah, it's so weird. We decided to try out this place called Beer Barrio. And if you are ever in Wilmington, you have to go here. This was my favorite restaurant that we went to. It was so good. We got there at 10.55. They opened at 11.00. I literally, my head was in the clouds. I was just like walking, you know, we're having a good morning and walk into this place and they're like, our kitchen's not open yet, but we can seat you. <laughs> it was really nice of them to let us sit there. And 
it's a Mexican food restaurant. So we got chips and salsa and we really just sat there and had a good time. And they had Coke, which was like the icing on the cake because everywhere else we had ate the entire weekend did not have Coke. I'm not a very adventurous eater. And these tacos were so good. Like I tried some new stuff and it really was amazing. We also got dessert. Obviously, we had to get some churros and those were just perfection. Like this entire restaurant was amazing. Rachel is not a big fan of caramel and these churros were caramel churros. And I was able to convince her to just try it and not think about it. And when we got them, I couldn't even taste the caramel, but they were so good. It was a really nice start to the day. We were even saying on our way back, like, wow, the day is like really good so far. Like it's only going to get better. And then we went to the beach. At noon. On a nice Sunday. So we drove around for two hours trying to find somewhere to park. It was very frustrating, and we actually had a time where we swapped drivers so that Rachel could use the restroom and I could use the restroom, but while I was standing waiting for Rachel to pick me up, I watched this person just like sit in the middle of an intersection and wait for a car to leave. It probably took like five minutes, and then this car left, and they just pulled right into the spot, and I commented on like, it's the people who are just rude and arrogant that will get the spots. And the people who are like not so aggressive are the people that are just never going to get a spot. And Rachel started driving after that. I was very proud of us because we're both a little short-tempered, I'd say. And so this scenario was very frustrating for us. It would have been very easy for us to just get angry at each other. And just be like, this isn't worth it. Let's go home. But we actually were able to be logical and say, okay, if we go back, we're just going to be sitting in our room. There's nothing for us to do. So we might as well just keep looking for a parking spot, as frustrating as it is. And we both managed to stay very calm. So I was very proud of us. There was one place the entire time that we could have paid for parking, but it was $40 for the entire day, and we were going to be there for like two hours. We really didn't want to pay that, but after our two hours of looking for parking, we found a spot, and we walked to the beach, and we had a great time. We got everything all set up, and we went out into the water and really just had a blast. I bought a tent for the beach because I was reading that it's really important, like sun protection is really important, especially during pregnancy, and I just don't like to be in the direct sun for a whole lot of time anyway, and that ended up being a really good purchase. It's like a pop-up tent where you bend the arms all together and it makes a circle, you like zip it in a bag, and it's really, really small, really, really lightweight. And it was cheap because we're not going to use it a ton. We are not huge beach people, so it was a great purchase for us. And we just got to the beach, popped this tent up, and just put it down and filled the bags with sand, and it was great. We were both really glad that we decided to stay because we ended up having a ton of fun in the water. Like, we got in the ocean and we were being smacked around by these waves and just laughing and having a great time. 
it really was fun and I'm glad we stayed and we even got some time to just chill out on the sand and wait for our suits to dry before we headed back for dinner. And we had this Italian dinner that was really, really nice. We found it while we were on the horse tour and it was so good, but it was so much food. So the next day we had a plan. We were not going to drive around for two hours looking for parking and we were determined to get there early and to have a good long day at the beach. And that's exactly what happened. We got to the beach the next day at nine o'clock and nobody was there. There were so few cars because it was a Monday, <laughs> but we were also there so early that we got one of like the best spots that you could get in the main parking lot. So we were really happy we got there when we did, but it also meant we we're going to spend all day at the beach and we really had nothing else to do. And Rachel and I are not the people that just sit around and do nothing. It was a little bit challenging, but we did have plenty of things to keep us occupied. We had our little tent that we could lay in. Obviously, you can get in the water and swim. Before we left, I was doing some research on the types of sunscreen that are safe during pregnancy. And it's recommended that you use a mineral sunscreen over just the generic kinds. Or if you have to use a generic kind, you want it to not have all those like zone chemicals in it. If you've ever gone shopping for a sunscreen that does not have chemicals with the word zone in them, it is very, very difficult to do it at a reasonable price. Most of the sunscreens you'll find that are mineral sunscreens are for your face. So they come in these little tiny tubes. I'm not a huge fan of mineral sunscreen. I think it feels very sticky in a way like it just doesn't lather like rub in as well as the other sunscreens but I really wanted to make sure that whatever lotion I was using was safe for the baby. It's definitely something to think about and what we ended up deciding after we spent the whole day at the beach putting sunscreen on was that in the future it might be worthwhile to just look into infant sunscreen and just use that but we don't really know if that's more expensive or if it would even work better or not. That evening, we got some snow cones just to kind of wrap up our last day and our beach day, and they were really good. They were good, except the guy put like six gummy frogs in my snow cone, and I thought there was only going to be one. <laughs> we decided to get dinner at this place that is on that TV show, Diners dive-ins and drive-ins or something like that and it was good those burgers they said that they were well known for their burgers and so we figured we'd give it a try and they were really good what we found throughout the entire trip is that rachel's taste is a lot different than it used to be any of the drinks that she'd get that had lime juice in them she'd always be saying they're super sour and we got a pizza that had some jalapeno on it and I didn't really think it was that spicy if you took the jalapeno off but Rachel was dying the entire time and at this place she got the Nashville hot chicken burger so I thought this was going to be a disaster I thought it was gonna be so spicy and in the end my burger was considerably more hot <laughs> 
I just took it slow and it was okay. But yeah, I definitely am way more sensitive to like spicy, sour things right now. I don't know why that is. So as soon as we got our check, it started downpouring, like really downpouring, like really loud thunder and lightning. It just was not looking good outside. But we walked to this restaurant, so we had to walk back. Not only did we walk to this restaurant, but when we left, they were minutes from closing. So everything in Wilmington was shutting down. There was basically nobody on the streets at all, but it was raining so hard and we had like a 10 minute walk back. Thankfully, there were a lot of little like awnings that we could stop under. We'd like run from awning to awning the whole way back. It actually was kind of funny, like looking back on it. But at the time we were just like, seriously, (laughs) I think the worst part was we both had just ate this huge meal. So you're trying to move quickly in the rain, not slip on the wet bricks or step in these giant puddles. And you're stuffed. You're so full that you don't even really want to move. And when we got back to the Airbnb, I might as well have jumped in the ocean with my clothes on. I was so wet. (laughs) Yeah, it was really wet. And then the next morning was the day that we went home. So we kind of slept in a little bit and then packed up all of our things. And I remember while we were doing this, thinking wow, this is going to be really different. Like we have this whole system of how we pack and get ready to leave a place. And soon there's going to be a baby that is going to need entertained while one of us is packing or whatnot. And it just is weird to think about. We definitely learned a lot while we were on our baby moon. And we found that traveling while pregnant is a little bit different, but it's not really as bad as everybody says, and you definitely shouldn't shy away from it. I think one of the things that I am definitely going to implement in our next trip is to drink way more water. I really was trying to up my water intake in the first place because I knew that that was something that needed to happen going to a warm place, but it obviously wasn't enough. So I'm just going to try to be more diligent about drinking my liquids. The next thing is to make sure that you eat frequently and that you stay fed. And while you're doing other things, carry around a little snack because a lot of the times, if you're not feeling well, food can be one of those things that will be a quick fix. It's very common for your hormones to make your blood sugar drop at certain times throughout the day, even if you are eating very healthy. So just making sure that you always have a quick little bite with you just in case that does happen is a really good tip. The other biggest takeaway we have is to take lots of breaks, lots of sitting breaks, and really just take it easy on this trip. This should not be a trip where you run all over the place and are cramming every second of the day with activities. It needs to be something that has a slightly looser schedule where it's not a big deal if you need to take a nap for 20 minutes in the middle of the day. Right. And some people even include like spa treatments during their baby moons. And that's a really great idea to kind of get some relaxation in before the baby comes. The last key takeaway that we have is that it's not your last trip, just the two of you. While that's what we have kept calling the baby moon, we are very committed to taking trips 
with our kid in the future, but also without our kid. And that's something that's important to us. And we know that we're still going to do a lot of traveling and we don't want our kid to affect a lot of that, but it's just going to make the trips a little bit more complicated. It was really nice to get away, just the two of us, but I am definitely feeling a little bit sad that it's not going to be just us anymore. Next time, we're hosting more special guests for a Father's Day panel. So if you have any questions for the dads out there, feel free to send them to us on Instagram at 1022productions. We hope you tune in. See you next time. Thank you.